0: Back in Matthew 7, looking at prayer, we've had a great number of discussions on prayer in the context of asking God for anything and that he is our heavenly father and wants us to persist in prayer, wants us to be consistent, wants us to come to him because he wants to take care of us as a heavenly father and he is good and we can trust him. We are... Getting now to the end of this this discussion series on prayer and the the golden rule, and we're we're now seeing, we're going to look at the connection between prayer, who God is, and how the golden rule to love others uh, fits into all of this. So let's start by reading the passage again. Van, do you want to read it?
2: Sure thing. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, it says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you, for this sums up the law and the prophets.
0: Thank you. Before we jump into that connection with the golden rule, I want to ask one more question about prayer. Uh, As you've been studying this passage about prayer, what's changed in your prayer life?
1: Yeah, I think about... um... James 5 um, where we're talking about Elijah was a human being even as we are he prayed earnestly that it would not rain and did not rain in the land for three and a half years um, again he prayed and the heavens gave rain and the earth produced its crops and this com- like studying this passage out you know there, there's the confidence that if I pray God will hear me and I will receive good gifts mm-hmm. and uh, so it's been it's been a great call to, to convict me of like I can often have difficulty believing that. But then, leaning into that, like, okay, I'm going to start, I'm going to start or start anew to have that heart that yeah. my my prayer life has a a real impact both in my life but also in the world around me, mm-hmm. um, and that God's really doing something in those times.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me, you know, it the very first part where he says ask. Just ask. Yeah. And the first note that I wrote when I read that scripture is it, is it that easy? Huh. Should I just should I just ask? And um, you know, I was feeling when I started to study this passage out, I was feeling something is something is off for me. I don't know what it is. I I had, I really was kind of clueless, but I just felt, I felt weird. I felt like something's off in my relationship with God. And I just asked him, what is it? (laughs) I don't, I really don't know what it is. And through the course of, through the course of praying And it took praying, it took having discussions with some people, it took reading some scripture, it took reading Mm. some things outside of scripture. And I thought, you know, I forgot, I have forgotten that God is protecting me. Mm. I was starting to feel assailed by a bunch of different things, things at work, things uh, within my own household, things, uh, just circumstances, and feeling like, God doesn't really have my back here. God is, and the next step there is God is attacking me Mm -hmm. for some reason. What did I do wrong? Defaulting back to my thoughts of my own physical father. And uh, he, but he made it really clear. He said, no, 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 I'm protecting you. And some very specific things I could think to is, yeah, God is, he's got my back. He he understands, and so it's it for me. It's that simple in those moments to just be able to say, to not like try to dig into the scriptures and figure out what it is Mm. exclusively. Yeah, to just sit down with God and say something is wrong. I don't know what it is. Can you help me figure it out? What is it?
0: I think that's uh, prayer. Is is. Communion with God. It's mm-hmm. its talking with God. And I like that you also brought up talking with other people. Talking, verbalizing things, mm-hmm. I think helps get things out yep. for us to process them. And I think anyone can pray if someone's listening and they think, oh man, this is hard. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> it might be awkward. It might even feel weird. There's there. And if you, I got to tell you also, if you have been listening to this and think I'm going to make a decision to pray more, Mm -hmm. well, get ready for obstacles because that's going to come to. And uh, I know I faced a few when I, but I. Like you, Van, I also talked to some other people. Started reading uh, EM Bounds, I, I mentioned in one of the other podcasts, mm-hmm. uh, who very who quickly convicted me uh, was a recommendation from someone else that I talked to about prayer. Mm-hmm. I was talking about how I felt like I need to pray more. And she, she's a, a sister in our congregation, was like, Yeah, I've been fe- feeling the same way. You should read this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Okay. And as soon as I did, I was like, wow, um, now I really feel convicted. Thank you. Um, But I I think that uh, what I've enjoyed is um, feeling closer to God and feeling his presence more. And uh, also, um, we haven't talked a lot about this, but you can pray with other people too. That's great. I was going through a tough time. Um, not long ago and was able to pray with someone and it just helped me release a lot of emotions that mm-hmm. I needed to. And uh, I found myself crying, <laughs> which uh, really was what I needed. So, um, you know, prayers, prayers for all of us. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be super spiritual. It's it's something that we all need because we all need relationships.
3: Mm-hmm. Very true. For me... Um... Again, trying to pray more is ob- obvious, but one thing that I think about is uh, I'm constantly trying to I'm constantly trying to remind myself to pray about everything, right? Mm-hmm. Not just about you know frame it like the Lord's Prayer, like that's an awesome way to frame your prayers. Mm-hmm. But it's trying to remind myself to pray all the time mm-hmm. about everything. When I'm at work, like that, it's almost like this weird barrier comes up. I'm at work. Can't pray. You know, <laughs> for eight hours, I need to
0: The cone <laughs> of silence.
1: Yeah.
3: And then, but like, even when I'm on a project now, like I'm trying to remind myself or like I'm struggling trying to train somebody and I'm like, give me patience. Help me out. I don't know what mm-hmm. I'm doing, but I know you'll do something good if if I'm tuning into you. Almost like the, I think we use this in church as like, you're trying to tune yourself to the frequency of God. Mm-hmm. I think that's a pretty good way to put it. Uh, You know, I'm constantly trying to remind myself more and more and more to pray. Mm. Because when I don't do that, I start getting distant. And then I start to think, oh, well, maybe I'm a burden. I don't want to bother God. (laughs) It's like, I just told you to knock. Come on, what are you doing? (laughs) Knock, I'll answer every single time. I will answer. And so I think that's definitely one thing. And then the other thing for me is I kind of have two boundary, two ends of the spectrum when it comes to prayer. It's like really needy, self-focused prayer. And then it's really structured prayer or I'm reading somebody else's prayer to try to help me get back into a good practice and have it flow or read the Lord's prayer or read the prayers of Jesus. And those two extremes, the more I pray, the more I find myself confident in prayer and also praying for specific things Mm -hmm. in what I think is in alignment with what God wants. Now, I don't know for sure, but Mm -hmm. instead of just being like, oh, help this, I don't know what's going on at all. But you can do something. It's more focused into like, I think this is what you want. I'm praying about that specific thing in alignment with your will. It's like, that's how I'm trying to grow in prayers, like be more personalized, but also more focused on like what I think God actually wants, not just what I'm feeling in the moment. Yeah. But that's a really hard balance because it's it like is. I could just rant every day about all the other things. So <laughs> it's like a, it does take effort to try to think about that stuff, or for other people that you're praying about or whatever.
0: Okay, so we've we've put this off now for all, almost all the episodes, <laughs> the for golden rule, every episode. every episode, yeah. So why have we included it here? I think it's it's a interesting passage. I mean, it's an, an, a profound, amazing passage, and uh, sometimes you see it when you, it's broken up um, with this section of Ask Seek and Knock, like we we're taking it. Sometimes it's it's actually in the next section uh, about the uh, narrow road and gate, and it fits in both. And I think we'll probably come back to how it it relates to the other passages in future. But um, you know, we're grouping it here and. And partly because there's this massive therefore or so uh, before the golden rule, it it comes right on the heels of ask, seek, and knock. Uh, And I'd never really paid much attention to that until recently. So as we always ask, what is the therefore therefore? Mm -hmm. How does it relate? How does the golden rule relate to verses seven through
3: 11? I think it relates. But as I was looking at this, I was really intrigued by this question. And so, I dove into it. And one thing I found interesting, it's not included in Luke's account. Huh. So, I'm like, hmm, okay. But it's also at the end of this whole long sermon. So, I think it's summing up everything.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm. It's
3: like, okay, law and prophets. That's how Jesus begins it. I'm not here to abolish the law or the prophets. I'm here to fulfill yeah. it. And then big long speech yeah Yeah. and then boom he hits you at the end and it's like uh that's amazing yeah and it sums up everything Mm -hmm. which of course relates to what we just talked about
0: yeah i want to i want to pull on that thread more in a next in the next question the last question about uh about how it relates to the nonprofits i think that's i -hmm. think you're right but um how does it specifically relate to who god is and and uh asking and seeking and knocking in prayer and having a good father that only gives us good gifts.
1: Yeah. I mean, so when you think about it, like Jesus, to my understanding, Jesus is the only like great teacher or who has framed this phrase in a positive manner Mm. Um, where other people have done it uh, in the negative. Don't do what would harm someone else or don't do what Mm -hmm. someone else wouldn't want them to do have done to them um but the whole point of this passage is that god is a good father who will give good gifts to those who ask him Mm -hmm. and that you know like he wants he wants to give the good gifts um so that kind of is getting to the heart of god Mm -hmm. and then we're thinking well now when, when you frame the golden rule and the positive do to others what you would have them do to you it is very active right mm-hmm. it, it it requires not just inaction or restraining from something but to really go out um and so I think when we are doing that we are exhibiting that same that same heart that god has of of wanting to do good and provide good gifts to his children
2: mmm yeah, I so Ryan, I had the same thought you did. I
3: had trouble trying to frame it in the, the verses that we just read. Yeah, for, I for thought making, I so. thought
2: it, this, 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 the, the, the subation here, due to others, how you would have them do to you, is feels more like a summation of the whole sermon to me mm-hmm. than it does just to mm-hmm. these verses.
1: I also agree with that. And, yeah, I do too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I
2: think, and, and, I'm risking painting myself in a corner here, but here here goes. Um, I had the thought that, so throughout the whole sermon, Jesus has given some very challenging, but also very practical input as to how you should live your life. All teachings about righteousness Mm -hmm. and that, Righteousness. So when I think of that word, I think of two things. Primarily, I think of having a right relationship with God, a right relationship between me and God. But also, part of righteousness is having a right relationship between me and my peers, mm-hmm. me and the people that I'm around. And, you know, maybe in anticipation of the fact that Jesus knows that eventually— someday his physical presence will be gone. And that actually physical presence doesn't mean that much anyway. You know, John, towards the end of, of the first introductory passage of John, it says he was among those, he was among his own, but his own did not recognize mm-hmm. him. So they couldn't even see him when he was visible. And that... um Part of the way that uh, the world is going to know that Jesus is here is through the church, and in some ways a more a more powerful and prevailing way than when Jesus was here physically. Hmm. And that doing to others as we would have done to ourselves is a way that, and in for some people it's the only way they will ever see Jesus yeah yeah is through is through us is through the church and so i think that what he's saying i think that what he's saying if it's going to sum up maybe these few verses here at the end uh, in in chapter 7 is when someone in the world asks seeks someone is seeking god maybe what they find is us first. Hmm,
3: That's a good point.
2: Maybe what they find when, you know, when the guy who's standing out on the corner here in some desperate situation, feeling like all is lost and I don't know, God, if you're there, then show me a sign. Right. You know, maybe that's what, maybe that's what he's talking about here. That guy is asking, he's seeking, he's knocking. We need to be we need to be the visible answer to that prayer for him.
0: We're the manifestation of it. Just as Jesus walked among us, we get to walk among other people and right. be the introduction to God. Right. Yeah. So uh if we're, yeah, I think th- I, I'm tempted to- If too. that's a
3: corner, I like the corner. <laughs> are, are we asking <laughs> to have the gift of being able to share the gospel with somebody? Are we asking for that as the gift? Or are we thinking of- other gifts, because uh, that is certainly a gift,
0: right? That is a gift, and the ministry of reconciliation, um, the the Holy Spirit is a gift. I like what you when you mm-hmm. were bringing in Luke into this, um, but yeah, that that is an amazing gift that shines through cracked jars, right? Mm-hmm. We're we're not Jesus, right? We're <laughs> we're in Him now by yeah. a miracle. Isn't that a joke? Kind of like us, but. Right. Uh, we get, but because of our cracks, that, that beautiful gift gets to shine out more. But, and I, and I totally want to jump ahead to the next question because I think it is a summation of, of everything, but I, I do, and, but I do think it sums up these, these verses here about ask, seek, and knock as well. And how I think that happens, it's sort of a little like, um, you know, we, we, by loving it's sort of like the love your enemies thing that we looked at earlier, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So we're doing something that is so countercultural, um, but it's not dependent on what uh, how other people treat us. We're doing it because we want to be like our heavenly father. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like Romans 12, where it says, in view of God's mercy, offer yourselves as living sacrifices. So in view of his mercy, because he's poured his life into you, because he only gives good gifts to you... You're not dependent on everyone else around you. Yes, you're, you're still spiritually dependent, but it's on God and you worship him. And so that fills you with light and life and love. Mm-hmm. And because of that, because of that incredible gift that we've been given, we can have the, the capacity to not react to people when they don't treat us like we feel like they should treat us. Mm-hmm. We can still treat them how we think they should we should be treated. We can still love them because that's the example God has given us. Hmm. And so I think there is a, that connection I think is interesting, but let's go on to the next because everyone wants to talk about this. <laughs> it's hard not to. <laughs> it's hard not to. <laughs> uh, why does verse verse 12's golden rule fulfill all the law and prophets? How does the for or therefore relate to the law and prophets?
3: Can I frame this in this yes. phrase? Yeah, Tim hit on it, but the negative form yeah. is more common. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's what you see. The Didache, for those that don't know, it's an early Christian document, kind of summarizing the views of the early church. And in uh, right in the beginning, chapter one, verse two, the way of life is this first, you shall love the God who made you. Secondly, Love your neighbor as yourself and whatsoever you would do, not do, uh, have done to yourself, do not do to another. Mm-hmm. It was in King James, so I tried to translate it. Off. So if that was a little choppy, <laughs> I apologize. But but yeah, don't do to others what you don't want done to you. Love your God first and love others second. Mm-hmm. like The greatest commandment. Mm -hmm. Jesus hits on it, and we talked about this back when we talked about the Lord's Prayer of, like, love God first, then love others. Like, if you go through each point in the whole Sermon on the Mount, you could boil it down into one of these things Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. each case. And Mm -hmm. I I just think if you can take away, even even if you're really struggling, you could just try to think about that. Like, for me, what I find funny is when I first came to God, you know, like the Bible is very overwhelming and there's a lot of baggage that each of us brings to the Bible when we read it. But for some reason, everybody agrees in this. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. even the most, yeah. you know, atheistic person, maybe even anti God and just doesn't want anything to do with Christianity, will usually uh, be like, yeah, you know, I do like that part. Yeah. That, that part's pretty good. And I think it's a good starting point, but. I just love this section. And the more I learned over these years, the more I struggle with this question, actually, because it's just so, so much more complex than that. Mm-hmm. It sounds great at first value. It is very simple. It's amazing. But when you're trying to actually figure out what that means in your real life daily, mm-hmm. it gets more complicated.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... I think that you know the sermon as it progresses. It talks a lot about the law, yeah. And it, you know, Jesus will say, "The law says yep. this, but I say to you this." And it's a it's a magnification. It's a it's a um, a clarification of what the law actually means. And I think that. Um, It sums it all up because it's, you know, it's very easy to think of law. When you think of law, you think of, or I think of, what is prohibited? Mm -hmm. What is not allowed? What is the boundary over which you cannot cross? But what what Jesus is saying here is, yeah, those things are true, but this is what you need to do. This is this is what this is this is the activity that you need. This is this is the action mm. that you need to take. He's talking about action. He's not talking about um a a fenced in kind of these are your restrictions. Now live within these restrictions. Yeah. yeah. He's saying this is what it means expand the way you think about it. And uh, these are the things that you can do. And when you look at the things that you can do, it's, it's, there's a, there's a, a, a brightening of the way it doesn't, you know, when I tell you, so these are your restrictions, you're automatically in a negative mindset.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. This is what you can't do. This is what is not allowed this is what but jesus throughout the whole sermon is, is no i'm i'm telling you i'm saying to you this is this is what you do this is how you live this is how you are to be mm-hmm. and i i think that's what how it sums up the law mm-hmm. and the prophets he takes away the fear of making the mistake
3: so that you can try to actually mm-hmm. do, do something do good yeah. Do God's will. You're, you know you're, they were so afraid of, you know, maybe messing up. Right. That they weren't willing to do anything.
0: You're, you're suddenly being proactive instead of reactive, right? Mm-hmm. And and it reminds me of uh Jesus healing people on the Sabbath and saying, "Hey, the Sabbath is an, an excuse to not do good."
3: Yeah, <laughs> <Right>?
2: Exactly.
3: <laughs> and exactly. you're like, "Oh yeah, that doesn't make any sense at all."
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I I think this is uh is the summary that uh, what began in in 517 mm-hmm. Matthew 517 yep. uh, Jesus came to fulfill the law i think here he's it's kind of the book end to that the the golden mm-hmm. rule is it's this simple summary and i liked what a few of you were saying tim i you brought it up the the negative versus positive um, there it reminded me there's a there's a story and we've we've talked about uh rabbi shammai and Hillel before mm-hmm. when we were talking about marriage but um, there's a story about uh, them and their contemporaries, right? I think uh, Hillel died in 10 A.D. Uh, he, he was much older than Shammai, and uh, Shammai died in 30 A.D. I think. Mm-hmm. Anyway, very influential, and I think there was a there was a I think it was a gentile anyway that asked them for a summary of the law, and Shammai refused. Y- you can't. Reduce the law, mm-hmm. all of the law, into a simple saying or a few sentences, but Hello gave it a shot. And he was essentially what we were just saying about the negative version. He was uh it's pretty close what he came up with to the golden rule, except it was a negative form. Essentially, don't do harm. And that's a good start. I think we've all acknowledged, yeah, that's that's pretty good. But It's inherently limited in scope, Mm -hmm. which is what everyone's saying now. And I think that's what's genius about Jesus, is is that it's proactive and Mm all-encompassing. It's do instead of just do not. Mm -hmm. Uh, And doing the positive also includes not doing the negative.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: When I think about, like, this is such a cool time to reflect just a tiny bit on everything we've been talking about for so many episodes and one of the things that's been useful for me recently is asking the question like am i becoming a person of love mm. like because if 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 this sums up the law and the prophets do others do you have to do what you would have them do to you and we think about the other ways that jesus sums up the law and the prophets with love your god and love your neighbor like mm-hmm. loves the loves the object and and, and and Jesus has given us very clear examples, mm-hmm. right, of what that love can look like. Um, but when I when I think about my own life, there can I can sometimes make the point of life something different than growing in love, right? Mm-hmm. It's like I'm I'm growing in my career, or I'm growing in the amount of things that I produce um Mm. or my reputation and and those could be in like secular sectors or what we might think of as spiritual areas but when jesus is like summing it up in this way it feels like well when i measure myself up to this Hmm. right am i a more am i am i doing to others what they i want them to do to me more this year than i was last year (laughs) (laughs) like that feels like a really good way of kind of Uh, evaluating Mm -hmm. where I'm at, but then also like, is my discipleship moving in the direction that Jesus is calling me to? Like Mm -hmm. when he puts
0: the bow on it. Yeah. Our family has been in Ephesians four for a long time. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're still there. (laughs) We just keep going to it. And the, the, um, the thing that Paul says to do, if you want to have unity, He doesn't say, uh, you know, um, I don't know. I mean, be aggressive or Mm -hmm. be a a take hold kind of person, strong, whatever. He starts off with humility, gentleness, and patience. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that the softer aspects of, of life that are connected with love are ones that are really difficult and we don't value as much as we should, mm-hmm. but are so important.
3: Just a, one thing I was looking at Ephesians. I actually had that Ephesians four as like a one of the possible verses I thought connected to just asking and knocking. It's this gift and there's one of the only occurrences of that word. Oh yeah, in the whole New Testament. <laughs> and uh, it's quoting um, that God gave gifts to men from yeah. Psalm sixty-eight. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it, it kind of in the whole, you know, realm of living by the Spirit, kind of this this whole idea of, you know, doing to others what we want done to us and love God first and love others, just like the continual call for Christians mm-hmm. to live by the Spirit yeah. and that uh, God gave us that gift to... And you know, he's, Spread spread to all people in our lives.
0: And he wants us to grow up into the head, which is Christ. He wants us to reach maturity.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think uh, this might be a good uh, ribbon to put on a boat for this discussion, is that uh, to grow up into Christ is to really love mm-hmm. others. Yep. Amen yeah. Amen to that. Amen to that. Thanks, guys. Thanks.